Well, let me pour some more pineapple just in here. I'll be right. The following announcement has been paid for by the Put Me Over podcast. With our the friend of the show, Mr. Josh Boyd, uh, keyboarder extraordinaire, also a super wrestling mark as well. How you doing, Joshy? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, recovering from a little, little medical procedure. But other than that, I'm uh, I'm I'm hanging in there. Bro, you're tough, dude. I could never, I could never, you know, that procedure is, is a wild one for sure. It's wild. Um, did you go home the same day? Did you have to yeah. stay overnight? Or- dude, it took like 45 minutes. Are you awake the whole time? No, no. They put, they put me out. Um, they had me get there like 630 in the morning and then the procedure happened at eight. And then I think my girlfriend picked me up at like 930 or so. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Where where'd you end up doing it at? Is it like a, a Kaiser or some shit? No, nah, I, I went to a urologist, and then they had me go to like a surgical center. The uh, silver lining was they COVID tested me before the procedure, so I also got a bonus COVID test. Oh fuck! Did you yeah. get the results yet or not? Yet? Yeah, yeah, I was negative. They would they wouldn't have they wouldn't have done the procedure on me if I was positive. But but this time, this is the second test I got. This one they did the the back of the nose brain brains you know brain scratching right deep uh q-tipping and that was uh there's a lot there's a lot of things going on in my body lately you know that's weird because (laughs) that's so weird about the um the testing because my first test the one i did with my throat that one tested positive the one that tested negative was the one in my nose which is insane yeah i guess it really doesn't matter i guess they both test but still Yeah, yeah i don't know uh yeah wow. Here wild we times are. Really- um is glassville park is there a lot of crazy activities going on for like black lives matter or anything uh i mean to be honest like i haven't been out in the neighborhood too much i'm still like because of the, the surgery and stuff I'm, and also i'm just kind of like still trying to quarantine and stuff uh right. i mean i've seen i've seen some protesters like on york you know like i'm, I'm getting a honk as i as i pass and and stuff but uh i've I've been i've been trying to kind of lay low until i get all this surgery stuff taken care of and and then hopefully i can get out there and stuff but yeah it's scary man like the whole protesting thing they're having that a couple big events for obviously we're recording this during um why do you say i can't pronounce that juneteenth juneteenth Juneteenth. okay i I was yeah i don't know why it's so hard i I was calling it juneenth for like the longest (laughs) (laughs) like fuck but yeah, they're having so many celebrations and I'm seeing all my friends and like some family members at celebrations and they have like no mask. I'm like, dude, this is giving me anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, we've been out for, you know, non-protest related things and, and I, I've definitely observed people jumping back into things without a mask and stuff. And, right. you know, uh, I don't want to shame people, but at the same time, it's also like very worrisome especially it's like ca- in public places where a lot of people are coming through yeah my girlfriend we're gonna oh, my bad i said my girlfriend's like she's the type who's gonna start calling people out in any second i bet you it's gonna be like the cause of some fights in the future so i'm looking forward to that <laughs> i think i think it's at the stage now where like if you've been taking quarantine seriously i don't think it's irresponsible to like make plans with other people who you also know have been taking it 
seriously. Right, um, right. I'm not a, a member of the medical community. This is just, I think, the, <laughs> the healthy medium that I'm at. Um, you know, and just... Because I definitely want to be getting back to, like, normal life. Uh, but at the same time, like, we, we played this, um, this socially distanced backyard party over the weekend. There was, like, a live stream situation. Oh, shit, I saw that. How was that? Yeah, it was, it was cool. But, I mean, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I had anxiety about being around people and stuff. Uh, I uh, kind of tried to, you know, stay in, stay in our corner. And I had, I had my mask on, like, pretty much the whole day. Uh, and, I don't know, it was just nerve-wracking. I think it was, like, the most people I've been around outside of our grocery shopping, you know, in months. Have, so. have you guys been playing together a lot? I haven't seen the boys in forever, dude. Yeah. I haven't seen the boys since we started, which is insane. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we took we took we took the the, the week off because of my surgery and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, we uh, we finished a session with Joseph, uh, mutual friend Joseph Kara. Uh, we finished mm -hmm. a session like right before the quarantine started, and we didn't really intend for that to be the final session for this record, but. Obviously, when everything kind of got thrown up in the air, we like stepped back and we were like, "Okay, I guess, I guess this is our second record." You know, like it was like, it's eight eight songs. You know, our first record was nine songs. I think, you know, if we if we took more time and stuff, it would have been a longer record. But as it exists right now, like uh, the feedback we've gotten is like, like initially we were like, "Oh, let's just release like some singles throughout the year to stay." out there while the shit's fucking weird and right everyone we sent the singles to was like oh this album's really good so we're like okay i guess we got an album cool um so <laughs> we're uh we're working on that we're working like figuring out how, how we're gonna release it and stuff and and uh talking to a couple people about that but then also like just like kind of trying to like learn those songs in like a live context too should right. live shows ever be a thing I mean, even this thing, we did, even this thing we did over the weekend, like we were initially kind of hesitant about jumping in like the live stream game, just because like we didn't think like it would lend well to like what we do. Um, but for this one, we prepared like some acoustic stuff, and it, it was cool. So I mean, I don't know. Every every week is like different, you know. Every week, every week things change, so it's got to got to stay loose and keep making music and. Yeah. Hope for the best, right? It's so tough. Like the music community is all, it's it's all fucked right now. You and, know, uh, it's what's up? I think it's a blessing, big time. Like you can really like sit down and focus on, on like songs and like writing stuff. You yeah, know, I mean, there's a lot we, of there. we were um, we were supposed to be, in like doing like a. A, a tour like uh, up and down kind of like Southern California for the most part uh, in March, like right when the pandemic hit and like, I'm bummed that we didn't get to do it, but like for sure, like we'd been going so hard that like it was kind of like, okay, let's, you know, since we don't, since, since overexposing ourselves is not an option, let's um, re <laughs> reassess and, and try to, try to do the, the best things possible in the current climate. And we've just been trying to be smart and also trying to be, you know, proactive and, and, uh, and yeah. So at some point there'll be a new record. It's so crazy. Man. 
it's crazy how like life just stopped. Like um, we were supposed to play that festival in Portland that we were all right. pumped. I was, I was supposed to go to fucking South by for work that um, fell through, which was just a major bummer. So like just readjusting to life is kind of insane. It's nerve wracking, right? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a pain. And there's so much misinformation going around. That's like, I don't know. There's the, yeah. the, the constant unease and dread. Like, I don't know. We're not knowing them. Yeah. 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 There, there was like that stat I heard the other day on, I think it was some, I forgot what podcast, but they said the number of uh, cases in Florida are spiking like crazy, yeah. but the number of hospitalizations are dropping. So it means that people are getting tested and it, it seems to be like um, a lot of people are, uh, you know, some of the symptoms are like easily managed. It's just that yeah. we're finding out more people are getting it. So. I guess that's a positive. It's still scary as shit, though. It's a weird fucking timeline we're in, man. We can, we can get to some yeah. conspiracy theories, but I don't know if this is the right podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe we should start a, like, conspiracy theory one. Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. Like, I'm hopefully the- aliens come by, dude. We need aliens, and then we have a perfect year. The, I, the, look, look, the year, it's, it's, it's only June, my dude. It's only June. Merry right. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas from the aliens, for sure, hopefully. Well, I mean, we know UFOs are real. Yeah, we know that for sure from Tom DeLonge's shitty-ass videos. We, they're probably not driverless, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Well, if I guess it kind of... It, <laughs> it kind of segues perfectly with the how wrestling is. You've been watching wrestling this whole time during the pandemic? I have. I mean, you know, you know like, I, I can't watch all of it. Um, right. I definitely, I definitely stay up on what's going on in, like, pretty much right. every major promotion. I kind of fall in and out of keeping up on Impact, but... Um, but I like, I, I stay up on, on what's going on. And then as far as like watching stuff, like I'm mostly like, we'll catch clips of stuff that I read about that I want to watch. Um, right. and then like big shows I'll watch, you know, um, I, I th- I'd say the show that I'm watching most regularly is NXT. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 they really slipped into kind of like an interesting little, pocket with with the whole empty arena era um right but there's there's some characters that you know kind of lend themselves to the current weird state of things and they've kind of been able to yeah because it without having to rely on audience reaction they get to take more like bold choices with character work and right there's no like confirmation of whether it's going to pop the crowd it's just kind of like you get to actually like follow a storyline for storyline's sake, which like, I I love that. I, I I kind of I kind of hope that like, even when the live audiences do return, like, they'll still continue some of this like cinematic, you know, stuff. Because I was a big Lucha Underground guy, and, and that was kind of like what they did. It's exactly what they did. They're doing it now in all the promotions, and that's why I think like having some of those crowds like uh, AEW and fucking um, you know the fake crowds they have right in NXT. But I do want to say, like, I think sometimes that helps push a narrative because, you know, the writers have agendas and they tell the fans how to react a certain way versus having it be organic, you know? So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's tons of storylines that, like, would have, you know, potentially played out really uh, satisfyingly, but, like, they initially didn't get the crowd reaction that Vince McMahon wanted, and then he, like, pulled the plug or, like, tried to like change things up to like 
reach the crowd. It's like some of the storylines just kind of need time, you know, like some, right, of, right. Some, of, some of the weird shit that you're going to try, like is going to weird the crowd out. It's not going to like get that pop, but it's like, like there was like a storyline and it wasn't particularly well handled, but it was in TNA at one point where Sting was like a heel because he was accusing like Hogan of being a heel secretly or some shit. And like it went on for months where like Sting played like a heel, but then it like flipped because Hogan actually was secretly a heel the whole time. And it was like, <laughs> I remember watching it when Sting was like being portrayed as a heel. I was like, this isn't convincing. Like Sting's not a good heel. And I just like, I like that they stuck with it though. And like, so when it did flip, it was like, that was the plan all along, whether or not it like, made for good tv the whole time it's another question but like i like when they i like when they stick with their guns on storylines right so you've been watching AEW too like uh AEW and all um you've been watching AEW and wwe so yeah so AEW. i'll be honest the tnt app on my roku sucks so right i don't i don't i haven't been watching dynamite all the way through i'll catch clips of it um right I, and i with the regularity, try to try to catch AEW Dark on on YouTube, um, right. and I I mean it kind of goes without saying, but like AEW Dark is definitely like Dynamite's the show. Dark is I was kind of disappointed. I I did I watched all of Dark this week to try and like you know see what's going on, and it's all squash matches. Um, right, right, and. While I admire it because you're able to kind of advance character stories that way, um, as, a, as a show, I'm like, give me, like, one competitive match, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I tuned in mostly because I, I like what they're doing with uh, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss as a tag team. Right, right, right. Uh, I love Sonny Kiss. I think I think he's, he or she's great, or they are great, you know? Um, and, uh, and, and I like the way that they're being portrayed as, like, a tag team. Uh, but it was all squash matches, you know. It was just like after the after the fourth or fifth one, it's like it's probably like their version of WWE superstars from back in the day. You know what I mean? When you kind of know who's gonna win right off the bat. Yeah, but even superstars had like Sa Rios versus Grandmaster Sexay, where it was like a competitive <laughs> match. Right, yeah. right. They both could lose, you know, it, and it wouldn't right. hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. All, all the matches are like assigned wrestler versus like a person with a zero to five win record, you know? So <laughs> kind of, kind of obvious, but, um, but no, I like, I like a lot of things that AEW is doing. I like, it's, it seems like the women's divisions finally like getting interesting. Right. Uh, I think, I think Akara Shida is awesome. Um, she's a star. She's probably the best thing they got in the women's division by far. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She's a badass. Um, you know, and I like what they were doing with Nyla Rose, but it's just kind of it, it, it's she probably should have had the belt for a little longer. Um Right. But but Hikaru Shida is like the the right fighting champion, I think. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems like it makes more sense. I think they they seem like they fucked up with Nyla Rose. Like they like, oh shit, was this the right move? And they probably like aborted real quick, it seems. Yeah, I'm not I mean, I guess she had the the belt for like a month or so, and it was like, but it just it, it, she got the belt, I think, like right before quarantine started, and then like kind of lost it 
in like her first defense to Sheeta. So it was like it wasn't really as meaningful of a run as it could have been. But, oh no! But they're still finding their footing too. I mean, like uh, you know, like I was just watching it this week with um, how they have Ali uh, flirting with QT Marshall and, and disrupting the the tag team with Dustin Rhodes and. Like part of me still thinks that she's gonna revert back to the the bunny and the butcher and the blade storyline, but also it's just kind of like this is not the first time that they've kind of recognized that like the audience is not receptive to a certain gimmick and has kind of dropped it. Like it's a miracle the Dark Order is still going because like yeah, it's been that was rough. It's been rough. It's been rough, and I still think it's got potential. I mean, I think Brody Lee is is great. Um, but is it really like like that's the problem I have with AEW? A lot of the times they um, they like to claim they're like very different than WWE, but a lot of things they're going for. And I'm the resident AEW hater. Everybody knows, obviously. We know, we but know. like, I still don't like. I mean, I will give props where props is due, but as a product itself, like, is Brody Lee really gonna turn some heads? You know what I mean? As like a leader of a big faction, I know. Like even tough. even Moxley, like even him as the head of your company. Like he couldn't do it in WWE and had putting him right skyrocketing him to the top immediately just kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's like what WCW used to do in a way, you know, like where they'd have had like people who didn't quite meet expectations of WWE and try to push them, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely think whoever <clears throat> takes the belt for Moxley should probably be like a homegrown AEW name, you know? I mean, right. Omega, right? Yeah, I mean, Omega's most the most likely one, but I mean, you know, you could also have MJF take it, be like a. Are you, are you do you like him? Like everybody's no. so big on him. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I mean, you're supposed to hate him, you know. Well, it's not that I hate him. I just think he's overrated as a poor performer. Like everyone says, he's 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 an all right wrestler. He's a he's a he's a better he's a better personality. Uh, I agree with the that that analysis of him because his in ring isn't very appealing. Like, there's not a fantastic move set, and even his talking is great. But like, a lot of people can talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I, I think I think that I don't think that they can push MJF as like the main heel until they turn Jericho face. Right. Because, right. You know, their gimmicks are close enough that. Uh, Jericho would always overshadow him. And I think a Jericho face turn is going to happen at some point, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know how long they're planning on having on Moxley. It's also frustrating because it's like they're doing that thing where they want to book him as a dominant champion, but they're also just kind of giving him title challenges that are like the, the new, like, you know, they, they gave him Brody Lee's first, you know, major right. feud was for the world title. Uh, Brian was a mistake. What's up? I thought that was a big mistake because even my brother brought it up, and my brother is like a diehard wrestling fan, even more so than me. And he was like, "Is is Moxley versus uh, Brody Lee at, as a main event for your pay per view really the way to go?" You know, it's yeah. kind of was was that the main event on that show, or was that? Well, it was a championship match. It was the one right before that gimmick uh, match, right? The, the stadium. stadium match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I always like when the world title headlines the show, but agreed. It's been a long time since that was the, the norm, so I, my 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 bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I honestly think at this point, like, um, it's weird because NXT and AEW are competing. I think NXT's out AEWing AEW in a way because, like, look at their perform, look at the wrestlers they have. They have much more appealing characters, especially this past week. Like, I love what's going on with the main event picture. How they're gonna do yeah. the champ champ little thing. Um, uh, they've done, they've done, and they've done this like a number of times. And like, I should not be like. I guess I'm not surprised, but it's like they've they they continually go from like periods where they're like, oh, like all the top guys are gone, <laughs> you know, right. to like all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, we don't have like a top top guy anymore, but like we have like a collection of like interesting characters that like they kind of play off each other, um, you know. So I mean, from from Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae as like the worst couple to. Um, <laughs> yeah. To uh, to Tommaso Ciampa is like, you know, the 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 flag bearer of the brand that can you know, him losing to Karrion Cross is like, you know, it it, it means something, uh, you know, Karrion Cross who like, I mean, freaking Kill, Killer Cross is gonna get over no matter what, but like, his gimmick uh, lends itself to the empty arena, you know, it just it was just Perfect. made so much more epic when that whole you know entrance came about and it was just like it looked like something out of the darkness you know um, right dexter loomis is another one where it's like i don't think that he would have gotten over with the crowd the same way he has in an empty arena and they, they use that to their advantage um i'm a big velveteen dream mark i don't really know what they're doing with him at this point i i think main roster don't you think Oh, it's been time, um, you know. And I'm, I'm the I'm the world's biggest Firefly Fun Firefly Funhouse mark, but I'm still bummed that we didn't get Cena versus Velveteen Dream at WrestleMania this year. Um, oh, that's gonna that's gotta happen at some point. It's gotta happen, but I mean, the personalities. But I don't. I, it's funny. Like I I don't think Velveteen Dream should be. Well, I don't think he should be a face either. I think they got to put him back to heel at some point. But right. I also don't think he needs the NXT title. Like he doesn't, no. They they could have put on on him, and I, and he deserves it, but he doesn't need it. So I'm okay with that. Um, look, it looks yeah. like it looks like they're gonna be making Karrion Cross the guy, though. Which like yep. he's a I'm all down for dark shit, so that's cool. And it kind of looks like they're gonna keep some of those veterans in NXT and NXT. Like, uh, it's crazy how Champa and and Tommaso, um. Both, I mean, excuse me, Gargano and Ciampa both lost at the last pay per view at In Your House. Right. And you, you, I was thinking that this was like the changing of the guard. It's time for a new era in NXT. But obviously, Gargano's involved in one of the bigger storylines um, yeah. going forward. And Ciampa Ch said on numerous occasions that he does not want to go to the main roster. Um, yeah. And I'm cool with that. 100% cool with that. Totally. That makes sense. Because, like, I mean, because, yeah, because I don't know. And then, like, you have, like, you have like Finn Balor still floating around. I'm not like really sure yeah. what he's doing right now, but he's still he's still great in the ring. Um, you mm -hmm. can use him as a good guy or a bad guy. I'm not really sure which one he is this week, but um, and he kind of validates everybody too. I think in NXT because if you get like a good match with him or a win over him, that that makes you. You know what I mean? Because he's totally. like the validation uh, person in NXT right now. Totally. I, I just wish that they were giving him more of like a character progression. And I think he got kind of fucked by the quarantine too. Cause I think if he actually did feud with Walter over the UK title, that would have like been 
a progression of his storyline would have made, would have made his face turn make more sense. Um, but you know, whatever. It's, it's We're missing Walter this whole quarantine too, which is insane, what's, which is sad. What's up? We're, it's sad that we're missing Walter in this whole fucking pandemic because he's a brilliant performer. Done, and then on the AEW side, Pentagon. I'm missing that fool. Um, oh yeah, stuck somewhere. Yeah, <coughs> he's wild. Like uh, WWE right now, I think is in a good place. As much as like people give shit for it, like you have a lot of really good stars like Alistair Black's uh, in in one of the bigger feuds. I think for the future too with Seth Rollins and that his whole little faction. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, and the Drew, dude, I was, did you watch your pay review this past weekend? I watched parts of it. I didn't see the Drew match. I saw Orton versus Edge. And I saw the oh, Street Profits, uh, Street Profits Viking Raiders thing. <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, you definitely got to see that. I was surprised that Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre match was fucking good. Yeah. Well, they had some um, matches in, in Impact too. Yeah, and I'm happy for Bobby. Like he's actually in a meaningful role now, versus yeah. that um, he's gonna leave Lana. Obviously, it looks like so. Do you think she's gonna leave uh, WWE too? Probably. Like her husband's gone, so yeah. Right. Um, who knows? What else can she do? Like she's useless otherwise. I think. I mean, yeah. I don't know. What'd you think of that greatest match of ever? Dude, I'll let you uh, let me tell me what you thought. I thought it was good. Um, I think I think it was um, I don't think it was the greatest match ever, but well, yeah. but but uh, but no, it was real good. I mean that's the thing is it was it was in the same week as that Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match, and it was just like they were both like four and a half star matches, which is like Agreed. Uh, everyone should be proud. <laughs> everyone should be proud. Agreed, agreed. Um, that match though exceeded my expectations like crazy. If it was a live match, if they were to execute that like at WrestleMania, that would arguably be a five star match. But since we know it's taped and they had these cool like in ring shots of, with the cameraman clearly inside the ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which was made the match what it was. But yeah, I thought that match, that. Yeah. it was so good. They're fucking beast. I thought that was one of the bigger. Honestly, it's probably right up there with like the best of all the pre-recorded cinematic type matches. Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse is the first one, just like that. Shit. But then I'd probably go Greatest Match Ever, and then Boneyard Match, and you know. What about the Stadium? Where do you put that? A lot of people are saying that's the best. It wasn't. It was too much going on to be Stadium honest. Stadium yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't see all of it. I'm only seeing clips of it, so I, I can't oh, be a fair okay. judge. But I have. I've seen people saying it's the best thing ever, and I've seen people saying it's ridiculous. But uh, the clips look. The clips look great. I mean, Jericho is just fucking. He's he's so good. Yeah, he's the greatest performer probably. Uh, he's he's yeah. probably top ten. Top ten now. I used to think he was top twenty. He can make an argument for top five all time. I mean, he's, he really... he's, he's having arguably his best years right now. You know. Yeah, which is insane. He's like 50, which is yeah. fucking insane. But yeah. Um, yeah, so wrestling's pretty good right now. Like Bailey's uh, evolved. I, I thought she, uh, Bailey and Charlotte have been really good. Like even yeah. the character that they're doing with Sasha and Bailey, I think it's fantastic work. Well, I mean, that's if the I ultimate slow burn storyline, isn't it? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it helps there's no crowd too pushing it. 
Like yeah. I think this is a blessing for Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, because you get to, you get to really do some character work, and uh, right. I'll, I'll just be curious when the crowds do return, like how some of the stuff that's been going on will come across. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, obviously, I don't know where he is right now, but I think I think, you know, the fiend is really had the most kind of fun with the medium of an empty arena or, or a, you know, production value at his, at his, at his, uh, whim. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know. Cause that was weird, right? How they just had, I, I don't, I don't know if I, if I like when they have just Bray Wyatt wrestle matches. Yeah. They, that's, that's kind of, it's very Finn Balor demon adjacent. Yeah. But which I don't but, like. But doesn't like it doesn't even make sense. Like, does he not want to win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm the fiend. I'm gonna wrestle every match because I know I have the advantage. What kind of bullshit. Like, yeah, it's one of those weird gimmicks that's like kayfabe dumb in a way. Yeah, but it's interesting. I'm like, I'm. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it some space. I'll give it some space. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. Maybe at one point he has like a split personality issue where he fights himself in the ring. Hopefully that happens. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, mean, I can see them doing that with like a firefly, firefly funhouse kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which would be hella tight. And like the state of like WWE is really good. The Intercontinental Division is probably where it's at now because of uh, fucking uh, AJ being the champ. So I'm excited to see what they do going forward there. Yeah, but um, I'm trying to think. I mean, and also like uh, just like little things that like I don't know. Like. I don't know how how did you feel about the whole Drake Maverick storyline? Me and the boys have been arguing about this forever. Like I was yelling it's a work because of the way he came off initially. Mm. But it's probably more so that like he earned a spot because he, his performances were really good. And yeah. there there's a place for cruiser rates and there's a place for Drake Maverick in WWE, man. He's more WWE Absolutely. than AEW, I think, you know? Absolutely. No, I I think he's great. I, I liked him in, in, in Impact also. Um, I, you know, I, I just thought it was, in, it, it's just interesting that it's like they, you know, they, they, they preserved kayfabe at the, at the expense of like <laughs> our feelings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they played on real life tragedy and they got us. They got, yeah, no, it worked for sure. It worked for sure. Imagine if the crowd was there, that shit would have been, that would have hit even harder. And yeah. I'm glad he's like permanently there so like people appreciate him more now yeah um i guess we can kind of wrap up on like this whole black lives matter type stuff have you noticed how much i don't know if apollo cruz has coincidentally got more um pop or more heat lately but he's doing a really good job and i think that guy like subtleties like he had a match this week where he kind of cheated to win and was like yeah yeah and they and they got him kind of uh flirting with mvp too right we're right, not like right. flirting, but like you know, like talking. Yeah, like right. yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it's good. Apollo Cruz is great. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I he's one of those ones because you know I'm sure you guys talked about it already, but uh, he, he was one of the wrestlers that Paul Heyman was really friendly behind. Right, uh, right. Now, now Heyman's been relieved of his duties as the the creative whatever he was on Raw. So people are starting to question if the wrestlers that he was kind of pushing are going to keep getting pushed or whatever. But I mean, I hope I hope they stick with Paul Cruz. He's great. He's always been great in the ring. 
He's charismatic. Like, I don't know why. It hasn't clicked until now. Um, well, his mic work is kind of corny, but, like, I, it's getting a lot better when he's getting yeah. more reps. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, the, pro the problem is there's, like, every, every like, baby face is kind of – not. I shouldn't say every baby face, but, like, there's a, there's a baby face problem in, in WWE where, like, <laughs> it's, it's because the era of behind-the-scenes uh, specials, you know, like, every baby face right, has right. to be, like, this is my dream. I've been waiting my whole life for this dream. I'm just so excited to be here. And it's so fucking boring. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what Bailey was. So like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, one, one is okay. <laughs> like, like you can have one like that, but the problem is like that there was, there was so many characters, especially like, especially like 2014 to like 2017, like every single good guy was just like, just proud to do it for the fans. Just here to do the fans. I was like, come on. Get a character, bro, please. Give me some character motivation. Give me some like <laughs> supernatural fuckery. Like, come on. Right. Give we me can't some, all like, we can't all be happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Someone eat worms and walk to the ring while having worms in your mouth or please. something. Come on, guys. Please. <laughs> Give me one one little boogeyman. I guess we'll I guess we'll kind of wrap at this. If there was since it's a Black Lives Matter and it's the greatest movement ever, I think it's making big headwaves. Is there a black wrestler you thought that could have like that should have been better? Um, like if they were to give them more opportunities back in the day, like so basically an underachieving black performer. Right. So, so someone someone who never got the push that, that they that they Right, could. right, right. Um well I mean, off the top of my head. Like, he still got the world title, but, I mean, like, Booker T at WrestleMania 19 is kind of, like, the ultimate missed opportunity, right? Like, You're right, yeah. I'm um, so good. And, I mean, you know, it's a little more recent, but uh, I don't think Kofi Kingston ever got the rematch he deserves in the light oh, yeah. that he He'll deserves. Get it. He'll, get it. He'll get it five years from now, down the road. And 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 when he does, the fans will love it. Like you know, I'm right. dude, I'm a I'm a huge mark for the the New Day podcast. Do you listen to it? No, is it good, dude? It's like one of like they're like some of the funniest people in the world. I'm gonna uh, download it right now. Yeah, and it's like an official WWE like uh, podcast, but it's like it's it's like must listen every week for me. It's really good. Oh, I can't. Are all three of them on there? Yeah, yeah. And what's what's been on the whole time too. Um, of course, he's got nothing else to do. But yeah, you know, and I think I think Biggie. You also say, I mean, the New Day is just such like they've they've been the MVPs of WWE for the past you know five plus years. Like right, they've, they've they carried big period they of time so much, and there's like they're still so underrated, but they're also like so innovative in ways that like are understated. You know, just just right. in terms of like. You know, there's always rumors that they are going to break them up, but it's like they're really pushing this like team as like a consistent main event quality act. Um, it really, I mean, it's kind of like a you know whatever, but like it really diversifies the show in the same way that like Young Bucks are are a you know they're a, a main event act even though they're the tag team champions. Right, like, right. Like I don't like I don't think anyone in WWE does that besides the New Day. Uh, they're the only ones in that in that in that in that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've had good rivals, but but I think that they are truly like a, a Freebirds, a Shield, 
you know, like a, a DX, you know, like a faction that's really like the, 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 if not, if not the highlight of the show, like they've been the kind of the heart of the show for so long now. And like a genuine connection with the fans, a genuine right. connection with culture, really. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big New Day fan. That's awesome. Like, that's crazy because they accomplished so much, but at the same time, they still have been like arguably underutilized and, you know, like not pushed to where they could actually be. And I wonder if that's partially because they are black. But I was thinking my number one person who I, I mark out for this guy more than anybody was like Too Cold Scorpio. Because <laughs> uh, Too Cold's great. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's pre-Apollo Crews because his personality wasn't that great. But as a in-ring performer, uh, me, I would always talk to my brother. I'm like, how is this guy not the world champ? He did like a backflip leg drop one time that I still like YouTube every now and then just to yeah, – yeah. He was heavyweight too, a legit heavyweight. And he was doing crazy-ass shit. Absolutely. And he was I mean, a great in Japan. Like, they, they, handled him, they handled him pretty well in ECW, I'd say. Right, um, right. That, that was perfect. And then when you got Flash Funk, it went all jobber from down. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, trying to think of more like mishandled '90s WWE black wrestlers. Coco um, Beware, but he was kind of who he was, though that character. That's what that. Yeah, character was. I mean, no, no, no shade on Coco. I don't, I don't. I, I like. I'm, I was kind of thinking more of like, and, and not that I think he's the best wrestler, but like, I think like Ahmed Johnson, like, all right. Could have could have been a main event player, but they never really pulled the trigger on him. Uh, what about D'Lo? D'Lo, I thought D'Lo could have been main event. D'Lo's sick and totally underrated. I don't think he ever got to a spot in WWE where I saw him, you know, vying for the title. I think Farouk should have been more of a main eventer than he was. Oh yeah, instead uh, of put that stupid helmet on him for like five years, <laughs> the helmet didn't help. Uh, and you know, I mean, he did. He had a couple world title matches against like Undertaker and shit, but like, um, you know, just just. Ron Simmons's place in pro wrestling history, like he could have, he could have been more of a main eventer for WWE than he was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the blackest. I hopefully there's more black performers. It looks like right now it's a good spot. We have the New Day, Apollo Cruz, MVP back in the fold. Bobby Lashley's actually meaningful, and not Yo. to mention like ones like Ricochet and Velveteen. And you know, as soon as he's ready, because I don't know if he's ready yet. What's uh, what's the, the the giant the giant ninja dude? Um, which one? He's, you know how Akira Tozawa came out with all those ninjas in the past week for like Oh right, right, yeah. They had the one giant the, the giant ninja dude. He's uh he's an NXT developmental wrestler. I forget his name. I think it's like something like I wanna say his last name is like Omega Bahian or something. I forget his name. Oh yeah, Jordan. Jordan Ome Jordan Omegan something. He's he's legitly yeah. seven feet tall. He's ginormous. So I'm yeah, sure. he's going to be a, a champion at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. If, I'm sure if he doesn't suck in the ring, he'll get pushed to the moon. Because like, and if he does, look at like great Colleen fucking shit like that. So. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes you just got to be big, and that's it. So yeah, <laughs> he's huge though. He's ginormous. But then you got Braun Strowman, who's like legitimately great in the ring, and he's ginormous. So like, right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, well, it's in good hands. So I guess we're we're wrapping up now, but like, hey, Josh, you want to plug in any of your Instagrams or Jagged Baptist Club stuff real quick, and I'll put your handles and stuff below. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, if you like if you like weird music, uh, check out Jagged Baptist Club, and uh, we're on 
all streaming services and we should have a new album out later this year shout out to joseph too shout out to joseph Cairo, producer of the year <laughs> awesome all right guys see you soon uh hey, we should do some more like just random shit talk especially yeah, when there's yeah. a big event hit, hit me up man i'm i'm uh i'm always keeping up on wrestling so sounds good my man right, see you guys, guys.